are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This is the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Your source for lore and so much more. Adventurers, we've reached the end of the Daedric Creatures. We're, we've made it all the way through the list. I'm your host, Tom. This is Lotus. Lotus. Hey. Hey, man. It. We did it. We're done. Well, actually, we, we've almost done it. We have to finish this episode. Then we did it. Then we did it. Yeah, yeah, so we'll yeah. do the episode first. We're about to do it. <laughs> We're about to do it. We've got yeah, three more. Three yes. more Daedric Creatures. Man, it's been, it's quite a journey. We've been doing this for months now. Yeah, this now. has been, I really don't think I understood how involved this was actually going to be when we started this. When I pitched I like, you oh, yeah, the idea. That'll, that'll yeah, it was like some good ideas. It was like, yeah, that'll, that'll hold us for a while. And then it was like, oh, there's a lot of these things. Yeah, it was like the summer. I was like, maybe we should go through all the danger creatures. And you're like, yeah, it'd be cool. And I was like, well, yeah. let's maybe do three or four at a time. And you're like, okay. And I'm like, well, that got us through with the A's. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, oh boy. Oh, there's a bunch. Uh, but yeah, welcome back. We are talking about, we're not talking about Crow Daedra. We've already talked about Crow Daedra, but alphabetically we've been going through the list. There is something called the Wraith of Crows, which doesn't have a bunch of lore. We'll be going over that today. But yeah, then... It's going to be the Slim Pickens one. Yeah. I do kind of like, while we were talking about this earlier, some still does have some stuff to talk about because it's weird. Yeah, it's weird, but it's one of those like we'll we'll get into it. And then we've got yeah. Zivali and Zivkin, which are way more interesting. Uh, yeah. But first, we have to kick this off with the Wraith of Crows. We've talked about Crow Daedra. We've talked about how they're connected to Nocturnal. About how they're they have these little voices in the game. They talk to you. They still say funny things in ESO. Yeah, they um, talk in very erratic patterns and stuff like that they're right they're kind of very memeable uh to yes. the series yeah they're kind of comedic every so often in eso especially they'll have kind of like a comedic character yeah. that shows up comedic yeah comedic relief yeah yeah so that's the the crow daedra but according to this and and as usual we're referencing just as launching off points the uesp articles about each of these uh crow daedra did you know this can combine and create the otherworldly creatures known as Wraith of Crows, also known as Wraith Scythes, which are crow-like semi-humanoid skeletal figures that usually possess a pair of large black wings. And this is what they look like. These are nightmare fuel. <laughs> what do you think, Lotus? Yeah, so I think these things are a pretty cool enemy, but I'm pretty hung up on the fact that it's like, so are Crow Daedra like... A liquid that you right. like right in the pre-show we were talking about transformers <laughs> and toys from our childhoods and I, I was talking about the construct cons and you combine them all together there yeah. doesn't seem to be a way to combine a bunch of crow daedra no, into this, this not look, shape right this does not look like a bunch of crows formed a big crow man thing right it's very this humanoid is, this is so humanoid and it's got like a full beak and like yeah. actual arms and wings not made of crows they're wings so right and a human-sized they... head not a crow-sized yes. head and yeah, right arms and legs that are very humanoid like skeletal but with like crow feet but R human sized right. crow feet not small little crow feet yes so so that would mean i guess that the crows um change form and squish together and then just 
silly putty their way into looking like this like i huh? so are crodedra huh? actually just like amorphous little blobs and not actually crow shaped at all i don't know and somehow they create clothing too because this thing is wearing yes it's a tunic with some shoulder pads rags. and yeah. a hood and some right. uh, uh they're not really shoes they're more like feathered leg warmers yeah yeah yep. which um do you think <laughs> i feel like we're overanalyzing this. <laughs> do you think they each have a role like oh i'm going to liquefy and become like the belt and i'm gonna liquefy and become the hood right and i'll become the beak yeah and like mm -hmm. by our powers it, combined right but it's like a hierarchy thing so you have to work your way up to being something useful like an eye socket or but a i don't want to be the butt again no somebody right. has to be the butt right but yeah. then the like yeah if, you, if you're a new crow daedra you get you know butt duty congratulations you're the loincloth it's like oh man booty booty duty booty duty yeah mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. like i it, this is a it's not even necessarily that this creature is exceptionally weird the fact that they really have no explanation for it other than yeah crow daedra make this thing it's like right right now you okay, might be wondering like that raises more questions <laughs> yes you might be wondering how exactly do we know this what is the information that leads us to believe that this is how these things are created a bunch of crows somehow silly putty into this thing well we have the source for you uh the clockwork city is in very interesting place and there are Super these weird. uh clockwork facilitators you know like the robot guys that walk around they carry with them a lot of knowledge that has been deposited in them intentionally about the way things work in nern across the board with so many different things when you're in the clockwork city you can talk to them you can find out when discussing with them the wraith of crows what they know about it here's what they know this is the quote the Wraith of Crows is comprised of several Daedric crow-like entities which create a semi-humanoid figure. It possesses both physical and magical attacks. Caution is advised when combining this creature, or not combining, combating this creature. That makes more sense. No other information can be found. So, so Thacil, the clockwork robot things like yeah, that's as much as they know about this too i guess right i i guess yeah d data is limited on these things uh I, I don't know nocturnal keeps this stuff under wraps apparently i don't uh. i guess so but like that's it and that i mean that's coming from i'm assuming making assumptions here information that was deposited in these clockwork entities by scholars or if not Sothasil himself right and yeah. Sothasil's pretty well informed he's been around for a really long time he likes to study the way Nern works you know all right. the all the magics and different kinds of magics and tonal archaeology and all of whatever uh and so you would assume that this must be a trustworthy source so I guess that's just how this works yeah I I guess it's just yeah it's very it feels like a lot of questions that we just asked probably just weren't thought out yet <laughs> yeah it seems it seems more like like let's talk about the meta perspective on this because this is we like to get into the lore perspective of how this stuff is sure designed. but and from the outside this feels a lot like hey we need a creepy halloween type creature right yeah let's make a creepy halloween crow man because oh this is a cruel design yeah how do we justify it well, just combine a bunch of danger crows together and it turns into this thing yeah i don't <sighs> 
I don't hate it because I like the creature itself. I just like the I feel like if they just said there is no data available, I would have less questions or, or maybe this thing was made out of crow daedra is what's hanging me i was like wait yeah. this makes me have a lot more questions about other things right. not about the wraith of crows like had they just not elaborated on that i feel like this would have been better right or had just said like this is some sort of concoction from nocturnal's realm we're not sure right. about its oh, association it's creature with like, daedra crows or not like maybe just leaving it a little bit more vague that would have been fine but no they get it's combined by crow things. So I guess that makes sense. I mean, if you look at the crow danger themselves, they've got these like glowy eyes. They have this kind of like wispy purple thing that kind of goes on around them. Maybe they are more amorphous than they appear. Maybe they are less solid, like actual birds that we would experience. And they are more uh, ghostly and I don't know, just kind of. Uh, gelatinous <laughs> gelatinous bird things <laughs> i don't know maybe um also uh rob rob kind of asked like are these the same bird guys that come out of the uh harrow storms and as far as i know yes i mean these things are used several times in the elder scrolls online also the only place you will see these things currently is the elder scrolls online yeah um but yeah, you you kind of see them during some of Nocturnal's invasions. Um, you Not see them Nocturnal's during missions, though. No, very different, very they different situation. Crows don't like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> then there's um, the um, uh, Witches Festival event where you can summon that one out in the graveyard that they added a couple years ago. That's actually a pretty sweet boss fight. I like that thing quite a bit. Um, there's the versions from harrow storms there's the um there's another oh in castle thorn you fight another one it's got a giant like sickle and it knocks things off the ceiling and reanimates a, a like vampire so it's like they're kind of floating about and i my assumption is they're all just kind of the same thing i i, I, would I don't assume think so. they yeah yeah I, I i just assume it's just yeah oh yeah this has a tie to anything daedric that you know has a tie to maybe nocturnal or not even because it kind of as we've learned throughout this series the daedric kind of oftentimes just rent a mercenary like right some of them are loyal right. to a specific prince a lot of them are just like eh, you know whatever. that raises an interesting question because sorcerers on nern can summon daedra to come do things for them from whatever daedric realm they happen to come from i would imagine that it's possible for Daedric princes to just summon other Daedra to them and maybe even steal them from either non-associated realms of oh, oblivion, maybe. like little pocket dimensions that nobody really rules over because we know there's some of those or maybe even directly as competition with, you know, or from, I mean, they can't really invade each other's space without other things happening that allow them to invade each other's space. But who knows maybe maybe they're just constantly like stealing each other's like workers or whatever so the other thing that i actually wanted to bring reference to because it's it sort of is on brand but in a weird way is rob uh brought up the fact that like okay well maybe they the crows revert back to being as plasm because that's how like you can't kill daedra they like yeah they go back to the goo. die yeah they yeah they turn into azureplasm and then reform over exceptionally long periods of time which is supposedly rather unpleasant which seems weird that they're just like oh let's intentionally do this but then wouldn't that mean since i don't at least i don't believe there's any scenario where it's 
Daedra just voluntarily turning into Azure Plasm. No, they seem to avoid it. They seem to not like it. Yes, Battlespire references what a horrific experience it is to be like reformed, and that's why they steadily go crazy over time. In the novels, too, they talk about that. Right. Yeah. And so that just makes me think like all I picture with that is just like the crows grabbing rocks and bonking each other on the head, like kind of finish (laughs) each other off just to form one of these things. And it's like... I don't feel like that's a great strategy for kind of defeating your enemies, but I, I, I... <laughs> we have some wonderful artists in the uh, Elder Scrolls community. <laughs> I, I follow a lot of them on Twitter or wherever, whatever you call it anymore. Uh, I would love for some comics about like little crows bonking each other in the head, bonking each other with rocks and then turning into a wraith of crows. <laughs> that could even be a t-shirt. If anybody out there wants to design a t-shirt about that, let us know. We've, we've got update, we haven't updated our t-shirts in a long time. And they're all just bonking each other yeah. with rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the general t-shirts, like not the, not the patron ones. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's wraith of crows. Super so that's weird. The wraith of crows. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Zivilai before we get to the mid break. Zivilai, way more information. Lotus, these show up lots of different places. Um, yeah, these are not uncommon. Not uncommon. Um, one of the intelligent intelligent races, like the Dramora. Uh, yep. Here, let's just read through what it says so far. It says, uh, Zivilai are highly intelligent Daedra that look like tall and muscular blue slash gray skinned warriors with piercing yellow eyes. They are similar in many ways to their fellow most human-like Daedra, such as the Dramora in terms of appearance, personality, and temperament, but are of greater power and disdain subordination, being liable to disloyalty and betrayal when they feel they have not been treated with the proper dif- or sorry, deference uh, and respect. They are rarely bound to a clan, and only the most powerful in the Daedric hierarchy compel their obedience. Thus, they are most commonly seen in the services of entities such as Mayrun's Dagon and Molek Ball. They often wield two-handed weapons and cast a wide variety of spells, including one to summon lesser Daedra. So... These guys think they're at the top of the uh, Daedric hierarchy, at least yeah. as far and as often, you get without being a prince. Right. And oftentimes they kind of are in power scale in the games. Like you don't fight these things usually until much later on, oftentimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The yeah. other thing that I do find kind of interesting, because like we mentioned, unlike a lot of the creatures we've talked about where they just are refined to one game a lot of times it's eso is coming up with like okay well we haven't seen these before but here's like this kind of rank and file daedra enemy that you can fight the zivili have been in several games actually up there at one of the higher amount of games um yeah battle spire is their first appearance and they're less blue, like that bluish hue that they kind of have. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really there originally. They were much more skin toned. Um, and honestly, do you have Zivilai Moath that you could bring up? <laughs> Moath? Uh, Zivilai Moath. Zivilai, is that on the list of he pictures? He should be the first animated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been showing him. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah the the okay, Battlespire. So that one, one yep. yes. Yep. So he just yeah. looks like a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's got some like, sort of like weird hair thing going on. Yeah, he's just like sort of a jacked dude. Like <laughs> right, with no shirt. That's really it. <laughs> right. And then they've become more bestial over time. Almost like a, you know, like a a different version of a Dramora type of deal. Yeah, they, more more demonic looking. Yes, yeah. definitely got the demon type of thing. And they started to become they had that bluish hue to them that that 
is pretty prevalent now that started with oblivion but yeah they've been in battle spire oblivion the elder Scrolls 4 oblivion not literally oblivion eso they've been in legends like the, the, this is actually a pretty commonplace enemy and um i don't know i i i think these are a pretty cool addition to the series especially because they they look relatively intimidating in the grand scheme of things compared to some of the other enemies like oh yeah i mean they look like very strong demon like people and yeah they were the they're one of the few things originally when i played uh elder scrolls oblivion when you would go into oblivion gates and you would have like a bunch of these things these things would mess you up <laughs> right yeah you fight like the clan fears and like like the ogrims right. and like uh, the other guys but then once you level up to a highness enough level you'd come across these things and I remember entering some of the towers and being like, nope, and right out. I was like, oh, nope, nope. Yeah. Run, just running past that. It's just going to run, right. just run to the end, hit the little thing at the end, warp out of here. I'm done. I don't need to fight all these guys because they were pretty intimidating in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did it. They usually carried, if I remember correctly, like ebony weapons, too. So you, if you could take them down, you got some pretty decent payout. But um, yeah, the, the Zivili are pretty cool. They're also like we've mentioned like the mercenary style thing. They are like the ultimate mercenaries for hire where it's like literally, okay, we'll just go to whoever's whoever we think is the strongest pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So they have no real allegiance to, to much other than themselves. Right. Yeah. It totally tracks. I mean, it would make sense that like once you are at the top level of the daedric creatures that you would be very, very self-focused and then you would right. you very self-focused and it's like, what can you eat? what can you align yourself with to better yourself? And it's like, okay, well, this Daedric Prince is like invading Nern. Okay, we'll go with that one. <laughs> that right. Seems oh, good. we get to slaughter a bunch of mortals because we hate them. Sounds right. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with you. Whereas Periite, it's like, okay, I don't think they want to do desk work. So they're going to skip out <laughs> on like Periite. <laughs> right. So there's this other interesting thing about their behavior. It says here that many Zivili are often encountered in pairs, sometimes working together for a common goal and other times being linked to each other as twins. Zivili twins have been observed as merging themselves uh, using magical rituals. Unlike most Daedra, Zivili are not prim uh, primarily soldiers, though. Instead, they hold other ranks and occupations such as assassins, knights, torturers, slave masters, overseers, and even judges when serving various masters. High-ranking Zivili are distinguished by distinct coloration along their chests and you can see this in some of the uh some of the images on the uasp where different uh zivili have different designs and colors almost like they glow across their chests and their arms um it's pretty cool looking stuff but uh this whole thing about them being showing up in pairs that's that's very unique to this group that is and uh it's speaking of the in pairs thing and i guess going back to this weird trend we're going to have with this episode with amorphous blob nature uh which i wasn't really planning on being the direction of the show but sometimes you never know where it's gonna go um there's the lambrus twins which are a pair of the uh zivili they're they're actually a boss that you encounter in the elder scrolls online and the first time you fight them you basically just knock them out of commission like you, you you slay them type of thing at the end of the dungeon and then when you go back into the dungeon <laughs> for the second version like crypto hearts one and crypto hearts two um you actually fight them again they're back in yeah. the dungeon yeah because they're daedra and they're, and they're not real and they're pissed off 
and they're they're really annoyed and you fight them <laughs> yeah. for a while and then they basically join arms or join hands or whatever and sink into the ground burst into flame and come out as a giant bone colossus instead so they apparently have decided okay well then we're just going to become something even more intimidating again and it's like mm-hmm. all right so everything's going to start shape-shifting i guess but yeah i don't know if that's a thing based because they they never really go too much into that yeah like why um, how does that actually happen did they disappear and summon something did they melt into and they reform this, this so yeah that's that's kind of the question is like so was was to your point did they kind of like dig into the ground summon this thing and peace out or is this like can any of them do that because you never really see them doing that otherwise so is this a thing where if there's two of them and they have like a connection is that like a thing that the connection can provide they can transform or something i don't know it's it's one of those things that i mm-hmm. i'm curious if they'll ever expand more on like do they have more powers when they're in twos like is there a reason they're in duos well i've uh, met a few different twins in my life and none of them seem to have that ability they don't have any <laughs> they can't just turn into a giant bone colossus i mean i haven't seen them do it but have you tried slaying them that I ha- maybe, I, that maybe i both have not tried to slay them i have not attacked them and tried to murder they, them or <laughs> ask them specifically hey do you can you guys just melt into a bone colossus can you be this and just hold up a picture of a can, bone colossus is this something is this like a twin power that i just didn't realize was a thing uh so yeah that's weird um yeah <laughs> I, I mean i guess it could be a useful power although we also i mean unless you wipe uh, by dying um theoretically you just killed the bone colossus i don't know that that's necessarily a great strategy because then are they stuck as a bone colossus right, when they have to reform like, <laughs> so they only reform time deal <laughs> in bone colossus form from that point on yeah it's just like sorry yeah. now you're just one entity and you're just this bone colossus when you reform right bone colossus have multiple heads maybe there's like their personalities are two of the different heads and they just argue that point though bone colossus usually have three heads so where's the third one where's the third head yeah so are they actually triplets? We're getting weird here. Maybe they, maybe like, they lost their sibling a long time ago, but they keep like them in their like pocket or, or in like a soul gem or okay. something. All right, that's that's one's one theory. Mm-hmm. I like theory, but what if while they were forming, a scamp just like ran in <laughs> real quick? <laughs> this is my chance. This is my chance. <laughs> and just like time for an upgrade, and kind of <laughs> right. squishes his way in, and it, it it went from a duo to a, a triplet. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's super weird. Um, I feel like we're overanalyzing some of the creatures in the series. At least these ones have been around for a while. <laughs> you know, if we had more actual details about so many yes. of these danger creatures, we wouldn't have to overanalyze so much. I but know, instead, we just have of... like weird situation happens. What is that about? Well, what is? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, the Daedra are very strange, anyways. Um, so just going through this daedric bestiary it makes me realize it's like yeah they've some of these things have had some really cool uh, i don't know transformations over the years like that the series has been active mm-hmm. and others it's just like man i hope they do more with this because they're such like a yeah oh yeah this is here but like 
some areas of this game are so fleshed out and other ones it's like oh man i actually hope they add more to this like why can they do this what the hell does this mean like yeah and the zivili are weird and interesting i mean there's even the quote from uh visla lee who says the zivili are compelled to defeat their reflections in combat i have seen them sneer at their own faces while inspecting a blade there is a madness in them that has no cure what like i mean you know how in like dogs some dogs will see their reflections in a mirror and they'll think it's another dog yeah like is i mean clearly they're highly intelligent beings i don't think that's what's happening but there's something about seeing their reflection that like for some reason comes across really strange to them i yeah i don't don't know yeah that's weird yeah yeah they're they are a very strange type of i mean all the data are weird we've we've said that yes but they are very very like the twins thing the personalities the uh they take on these different jobs they're not just soldiers there's a lot going on with these um i wouldn't even be surprised if some of them hadn't tried say even rebelling against their daedric princes in order to mantle them or something like like just like uh just like mortal wizards you know like sorcerers like man and marco who tried to become a god and then eventually did and then was defeated you know like all of that kind of stuff is that happening in the daedric realms with powerful enough creatures like the zivili right and to and to rosicus's point yes they're daedric beta fish that is what they actually <laughs> made a fish there you go that's yes 100 i was thinking the exact same thing so when you typed that i was like yep that's exactly where my mind went to yeah, it's just like yeah. but a lot of these daedric creatures are horrifying and i would imagine yes. coming across one of these in particular would like well, it would not wait to just murder you for the fun of it sure and it's it's sort of i mean it's not a throwaway reference but it's it's a reference from a very obscure side one-off game in the series i joke like a lot about like references to battlespire because i feel like they despite the 90s cringe galore in that game <laughs> um th- there's a lot of weird lore especially when it comes to the planes of oblivion and some of the creatures um that the series has sort of expanded upon in some ways they've kind of reined some of it back in other ways because some of it got real weird yeah um but one of the ideas that was put forth was this idea that it's like well you don't really kill daedra they have this really horrific reincarnation Mm -hmm. um there's a quest that gets pretty dark that goes into it type of thing but essentially it adds a layer of madness to them over time and these creatures keep they get slain in battle well it's it's just like continued trauma over and over and over and over again and they they repeat this and supposedly each incarnation being horrible kind of strips away some of their sanity so some of these creatures like these things seem like they've been around for a long time especially in the grand hierarchy of things it's like maybe some of that it's like okay yeah they're still with it in some degrees but it's like are they seeing like an older version of themselves in their own reflection and it's like oh. freaking them out or something you know what I right mean? or There's bringing so back many... memories of themselves like when they went through terrible things just because right. they saw themselves so it's like yeah. there, there's there's a lot of implications from these things the stronger and longer they've been around it also leads to the higher potent potential for them having some serious issues with like yeah like like in chat digilady says ptsd for daedra ptsd for daedra like yeah. for real like it it sort of is so i wonder if that's uh, like almost a reference to it's like yeah okay they've got you know a, a strong uh, you know moral code as weird as it is that they kind of mention amongst 
different things they have and um you know they that they think rather highly of themselves in the grand scheme of things compared to other daedra but it's like is there this weird underlying trauma to them that sometimes you will kind of show itself and it's due to how long they've been around and i mean none of them are going to be immune to that type of thing unless they're you know unable to feel or something like that yeah so. yeah well to the point where like not only do they freak out or uh, want to attack their own reflections but um it's also known that there are no mirrors in fargrave because of this reason sure yeah which is like, also a really funny like yeah note. like we just don't put mirrors there <laughs> yeah because there are no mirrors because yeah. otherwise there's just going to be shattering mirrors left and right <laughs> right right it's so weird yeah like yeah it kind of makes sense though because i mean in our own world as people go through certain types of trauma that lead to very negative psychological developments they end up lashing out in strange ways so right um yeah it's it's a weird thing but uh, that's the zivoli we're gonna take a quick break and go thank our patrons so don't go anywhere but then we'll be back with the zivkin which also are very interesting so here we go this is hamish morak dragon boy and you are educating yourself to the elder scrolls lore cast all right here we are this is the middle of the show and thank you so much for your support for being here for all of you who have signed up on the patreon over the years and to those of you who are still signed up as daedric princes because you get shout outs every week blinding vision kiracy and sheogorth sweetroll thank you so much and thank you to all 114 of our current patrons uh, also a reminder not only can you get all sorts of cool stuff, ad free episodes, t-shirts and stickers and things like that on the Patreon, depending on the tier that you sign up for. But our patron chat is coming up next week. So we record these, of course, on Thursday nights. And our patron chat is also on Thursday night on the 29th, the last day of the month next week. There's plenty of time to sign up still. If you'd like to join us, we'll be discussing what we'll be talking about. Maybe I, mean, I would suggest we'd all talk about what we thought about all these different creatures and which ones were our favorites or which ones we're most scared of and those kinds of things because we've kind of gone over all of them the last yeah. few months so that would we be a lot a of fun. whole other day this month just for that yeah yeah so we can kind of have a, a wrap-up episode with our patrons and get their feelings about all these that would be awesome so you're welcome to come join us if you want to sign up also you can leave a five-star rating on apple podcasts it's a wonderful way to get your words on the show we'll read that out on a future episode you can rate the show on spotify you can tell your friends oh and the other thing i never mentioned is that because when you sign up on the Patreon, you get ad free episodes. You don't have to wait till you get caught up on all like 200 plus episodes in order to join us over there. In fact, it's a, a very efficient way to get through the content without having to worry about ads and all that other stuff. So if that's something you're interested in, then that could help out as well. And it would help us out. So thank you so much. And uh, let's get on with our last Daedric creature. Here we go. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of Sithis. That is why the Night Mother loves you. So here we are. The last one, Lotus. The Ziv yeah. Zivkin? Z or yeah. X I V. I always Z. I always say Zivkin, but Kin or Kine Ziv X I V K Y N. Yeah, it's a nightmare word. Yeah, and they look kind of similar to Zivoli. There's a similarity they, thing they going do. on here. 
Uh, and there's a reason for that. Here, let's go into the details. Uh, Zivkin are an intelligent race of Daedra who were created by and swear fealty to the Daedric Prince Molech Ball. Molech Ball is just everywhere. Uh, they were created to serve as his personal guard and are the product of experiments with vestigial hybridization between Dremora, or the kin or the kine, and Zivili in the vile laboratory. So if you take the Dremora, you take the Zivili, and you blend them together, you get the Zivkin. Yeah, this is sort of a trend that Molag Ball has during the time of ESO, where it's just like, there's this thing, and there's this other thing. Uh, I'll just throw these in a blender with some stitches, and here we go. We have this other nightmare creature, like when we had the uh, the Ash Titans type of thing. It's yeah. like, not quite a dragon, mm-hmm. not quite a just generic Daedra. Yeah, let's squish it together, and we get this horrible abomination. It's like, well, this is my dragon. This is essentially, these are my Zivili or my Dramora specifically. Right. Because especially the Zivili are, they didn't, I mean, you can pay them to do some things, but they're not by any means loyal. Right. These, on the other hand, are extremely loyal to Molech Ball. It seems like these experiments had worked. In fact, he used them during the occupation of the Imperial City during the plane meld. They were the ones who were basically running that. And I guess it means they're pretty loyal. So he must have trusted them. Yeah, it it really does. It's like almost like he crafted or bred his own version of like little troopers to have. And it's like, well, you know what? We we need some unwavering loyalty, which I guess the prince of domination. What a surprise. Seems to value that. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. I don't don't know. I guess I guess those relate. Um, But yeah, it seems like the idea was because you you do run into Zivili and and you know dramora and stuff like that and all other daedric creatures through his realm and stuff when you're in cold harbor or battling it the dark anchors that he's you know dropping throughout tamriel but then when it's like okay well the first assault didn't go so well now we're assaulting the you know the the actual imperial city eh you know what let's just let's hodgepodge something up that really won't question anything i want it's right unwavering yeah. loyalty i want these things yep. like just make me something that fits the quota yeah and it seems to work uh the article goes on and says zivkin are known to train clan fear and daedroths and consider harvesters to be lacking in cunning the term zivkin is heavily here's a fun word for you cyridilicized perfect referencing the zivkin's resemblance to the dromora and the zivili the race was bred from they have several names for themselves including the terms oh here we go fun fun pronunciation of daedric words uh stolovric kimrikif and versago those sound yes. like um, fancy dishes you get at some. I was like, gonna say the last one sounds like a pairing wine with a pasta dish. Oh yeah, yeah. Please send me some of the Versago. I'd, <laughs> I'd like I'd like to try the Versago with my dish of Stolovric, please. Beautiful. That yes. sounds delicious um, or absolutely horrific, depending. Oh, and, on and the Kim Rickif, I'll have that for dessert. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> how the Zivkin refer to themselves seems somewhat sporadic, as what they call themselves is said to change depending on the hour. 
weird they appear as tall humanoid danger that possess blue gray skin and ridged black horns that vary in length and curvature apart from the standard rack of horns they may also have smaller horns on their forehead crown or chin they also have sunken icy blue eyes resembling their masters as well as tapered ears they tend to tower over their dramora subordinates so bigger than dramora like super troopers right and because specifically making bigger ones to be more intimidating so that maybe the other dramoras that are enlisted into the service uh don't rebel like oh i'll just make these bigger and more intimidating right yeah so um yes and i would imagine that they are put in charge because they are loyal and so therefore they can kind of domineer over some of these other right these other groups their sort of shifting nature is interesting the fact that it's just like okay they can kind of change so they're also like a mood ring as well (laughs) i guess like that's mood ring i guess yeah i guess i guess that you wouldn't know what to expect if it's like shifting at all. I don't know. That that's that's a peculiar little addition that they added. Yeah. And these as far as I know, they're only in ESO and then other games after that. So like Legends. Yes, ESO and Legends, I think, right. are the only two. Um again, one of the more newer creations, but it, it seemed to fit more that these things were created, not so much as just like a general thing to add to the world to kill off like in an mmo which is something we've discussed a couple times with some of the enemies in eso where it's just like yeah they're not super fleshed out because they kind of needed just something to fight um these seem almost like they match some of the trend of molag ball doing like combining experiments oh mm-hmm. what can i make it, it gives off the very like mad scientist uh vibe in elder scrolls online with a lot of the invasion stuff because Sometimes when you go into his areas, like his realm and stuff in Cold Harbor, you see these like tables where there's just like chunks of things that they're being like stitched together. And there's like, you know, the Imperial City prison, which is one of one of the places that he's sieging. Mm-hmm. Even even in the stuff. really early storyline for ESO, where you end yeah. up in was it Cold Harbor? Yeah. In, yeah, in Cold um, Harbor, in the whaling prison and stuff yeah, like that at the yeah. very beginning. The and you're, Ori- you're trying to escape with with uh, was it Lyris? Lyris. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that, yeah. That's the whaling prison. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You, you run that's, across all of these like weird abominations and things. That right. Are stitched it's together. it's yeah. as much as a like mining facility of gems and stuff like that. And like yeah okay there's torture rooms it's a prison and then just like experimental abominations all over the place right right yeah it's it's weird stuff um yeah now these are these are different in other ways as well there's this whole section here where it says uh like many other daedra the zivkin detest all mortal races of course however they hold particular contempt for the dramora again the ones that they seem to be lording over under moleg ball's you know leadership i mean that sort of almost tracks with you've got the Lord of Domination trying to make something essentially in his image that also dominates their immediate thing is one step below us are these. So let's just dominate the hell out of these things. Yeah. And they they totally view them as lesser beings. Um, And then there's this other interesting point, though. This contempt was not mutual for some kin or Dramora. Uh, The Dramora Lyrinth, who's a character who shows up a lot in ESO yeah viewed the Zivkin as potential acceptable allies but maybe more trouble than they're worth so it seems like they're not total like they're not insane like the Zivili so much 
you can negotiate with them, but there's still definitely that like we're still better than everybody else kind of attitude right. that goes on. So similar in some ways, but still a little bit more able to negotiate with or if their if their instructions happen to line up with the thing you want, they're willing to play ball for a little bit. Right. They'll go with whatever benefits them the most, even if it's not necessarily something they would normally do by default. They won't blindly follow like, oh, no, I just won't work with you. It's it's more of a yeah, I don't respect you. OK, actually, I can benefit from this and then go back to not respecting you or something. Like right, that. right. And their their opinion of the Zivoli is also interesting. Uh, they claim that the Zivoli have pride without merit, cheap cunning and questionable loyalties. So they're like, OK, you guys think you're the top, but what have you really done to prove it oh and by the way you're not loyal at all and they see that as a negative they're like right. we're the loyal ones you you're just a bunch of reckless whatever which is again very interesting because so much of the daedric culture that we've gone over and stuff like that throughout the series is so much into stuff like that where it's just like there's these hierarchies and like then they form these clans and stuff like that, which is like was a big thing a lot of the time when less Mulag Ball, more of the uh, Mayrun's Dagon. Mm-hmm. A lot of the clans would fight for his attention, right? And they would form these groups, and within their group, they would be super loyal. But then they'd like backstab the other clans, yeah. And theoretically, they're all working for. Mayrun's Dagon, but it's like, well, no, but we need to be the best clan, so we'll totally sabotage this so that we can look better. But so it, it's it, yeah, but that's still totally tracks for Dagon, though. Like destruction and the chaos exactly. that, that ensues and from that it, would totally make sense among his followers. It, amongst his followers, but it yeah. is funny because it's just like it's a permeating thing through so many different groups of Daedra, where it's just like. Yeah, we work together as long as it's benefiting me specifically. And then even when it comes to loyalty, it's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll be loyal as long as it's benefiting me. Mm -hmm. The fact Mm -hmm. that it's like most of the time, it's like, okay, if I have to take a step back, yeah, that might not go so well outside literally the Daedric Prince itself. So, okay, so what you're saying here is that the people in our own world who act the most like these Daedric creatures look out for themselves take advantage of the people around them, uh, only only benefit from working with other people and then totally burn those bridges, uh, are narcissists with just like <laughs> these kinds of personalities. Uh, the ones that, you know, that end up becoming super wealthy and politicians and things like that. The, the, these are the Daedra of our own world. Yeah, it seems like it. Also, <laughs> it, it like explains it. It, it's explains why literally all shops um, in Tamriel are actually run by Daedra. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones who are yeah, looking out for themselves, super selfish, greedy, yep. exploitive. Turn, turns out Winking Skeever owned by a Zivla. <laughs> the Winking Skeever. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like he, these are negative yep. tra- traits. These are these are qualities that you they are. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The problem is when they are unchecked, it's it's the balance between where do you have a level of humanity and concern about anything other than yourself mm-hmm. and where can you also benefit from focusing and trying to get ahead it's that balance and it seems like a lot of times when you get into this 
it's just like there's yeah no there's no balance there's no there, balance right like it's a very no human thing to, to try to balance looking out for yourself and then also the people you care about and also being a good member of society like balancing all of those things at the same time it's right. a very human thing but yeah which throwing throwing the other people side out and just worrying about yourself which which yeah. is funny because that's where you get that kind of strange dichotomy in the series is because you get that normal human side like aspect when you deal with Nern and being in Tamriel, yeah. a lot of the cultures, to a degree, act super like our world. That's oh I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. They, they try to work together, but they try to look out for themselves. There's but a then balance. They backstab there. each other for benefits as long as right. it's not too her. And it's like it's it's this very mimicking real life. And then the Daedra are the version where it's like, no, backstabbing is just normal. Like, what do you mean? Like, and right. they've always found it odd when you interact with them. Like, why the hell do you care? Right. Why would you it's care? Why would you? Why would you ever do something for what, somebody would that else? Would that matter? Like, that's not benefiting you. Why bother with that? It's, right. It's it's right. really interesting to see just starkly put against it like that yeah yeah interesting stuff i still think it would be really weird to have an offshoot or a dlc uh, clearly we've had dlcs that go to oblivion realms and things but to have a like well you got to pick are you a dramora are you a zivili are you a zivkin you know like the go <laughs> where on do the, you fit in the hierarchy yeah. where Which do you fit in the hierarchy way? go on these go on these quests for your daedric lord in order to you know i would so i would really recommend if people for anybody who uh, listens and actually plays the Elder Scrolls online um, to any degree. You don't need to be super strong or anything like that because it's scaled level wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I strongly recommend if you have interest in this stuff now that we're concluding this series uh, or like this section of the series type of thing with all the the you know the Daedra. Um, strongly suggest. Yes, it's the second part of. Um, the gates of oblivion year where blackwood is the main chapter the follow-up it does work independently it connects to to the blackwood chapter but i cannot recommend the deadlands dlc zone expansion whatever you want to call it enough the main story is good or whatever but not for that reason that i'm suggesting it go out into the Deadlands and Fargrave and do the side stories because yeah. it is so much of the stuff we're talking about just like full like design wise like oh yeah no we're not even trying to make these things you like you'll run into some Daedric villages uh stuff like that out in the actual Deadlands puts a lot of this stuff into context and it context and it's really it's one of my favorite dlcs because i was like oh they got weird with this again and they haven't gotten quite this weird since battle spire <laughs> yeah yeah apocrypha is pretty weird too again Apocrypha's another daedric realm with last year's and necrom yep. but w- way more focus on the whole like uh cultivating of information and there a lot of yeah, a lot of the characters they, come across are doing their jobs working and for a lot of them Hermes Mora. right it's a very strong tie into exactly how the denizens of apocrypha act in apocrypha right whereas the deadlands although it is mayron's dagon zone a lot of them are just being weird yeah like, it just feels like, oh, more daedric crap we yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is some of the weird yeah. crap we hear about. It's like seekers don't work for other groups. They work for Hermaeus Mora. Dramora can be anywhere. Right. And you'll just find like a Dramora village. And it's just like you're watching their inner politics. And it's just like, oh, well, there's a murder. Like 
how do they even right. treat this? Right. And they're it's, sort of apathetic about that, except for the inconvenience it causes. <laughs> right, right. Because it inconveniences them personally. It's not right. about so like, the, like, oh, God, there was a murder. This is, an, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, there's no sense of justice. There's We need to punish this person because they messed stuff up. <laughs> right, right, right. This is inconvenient for me. Yeah, yeah. so it's, that's why I figured that was kind of worth mentioning because like, with conclusion of that, I, I definitely feel that that is a good in-game example of a lot of the stuff we've talked about over this this portion of the series. Yeah, go check that stuff out. And as usual, we'd love to hear your thoughts on any of the stuff that we've covered, uh, whether you join us on the Robots Radio Discord or you, uh, hey, if you sign up for the Patreon and come join us and we can all talk about it next week. Any of that stuff. Uh, we love being part of this community and you being part of the community and and all of that stuff as well uh but that's gonna do it we've we did it okay we did it now i can say we did it we did it now we can, now we officially did it we officially did it those are all the danger creatures so far i'm sure there will be more added as more games come out and upgrades and updates and whatever uh but that, we did it congratulations thank you digilady uh chat thank <laughs> you for you being enjoyed here. the hope- daedric bestiary <laughs> yeah hope you enjoyed all of it um we're gonna have our patron chat next week and then lotus and i still have to figure out where we're going next time I and mean, there's lots of things we haven't covered yet we could get into some more of these like godlike creatures we could get into some more individual character stuff uh some of the locations we haven't covered yet there's just so much so Stay tuned. We'll be we'll find some cool things and we'll discuss it. So don't worry about that. Uh, but Lotus, I'm sure you've got other stuff to share before we head out. Yeah, well, um, ideally, we'll be recording Tales this weekend to discuss all the stuff in ESO and plans coming up uh, with, you know, the, the Amsterdam event and everything. Um, but yeah, no, I, I that's really the big thing is stay tuned. We should have a new episode of USB's Tales of Tamriel for you by this weekend going into the start of next week. And um, yeah, I white strikes mayhem just started for anybody who plays eso uh which is a big pvp event super fun uh it if you're not good at pvps now's the time to check it out because you can just go in and it's absolute chaos in there because <laughs> most people don't know what they're doing nope everybody everybody gets involved at that point and even if you're real good and you're worried about going up against somebody who's who's super talented at the game when you have a giant horde of you know 180 people alongside you just run with siege weapons you're nobody's good enough to stop that so <laughs> right right so it kind of puts everybody on a level playing field in cyrodiil and stuff like that so it might be a good time to check it out yeah that sounds fun also if you want to check out any of the other stuff that i've got going on robotsradio.net for my shows and a bunch of other other shows on the network plus you could sign up on the rocket club i mean if you if you want some help launching your own podcast uh getting it set up with some um some knowledge i'll give you i'll give you some knowledge dumps and help you get everything started and heck maybe even get you able to run ads and make a little bit of money off of that kind of thing so go check that stuff out robotsradio.net uh thanks for being here everybody we'll be back next week and until then stay safe out there and try not to turn into an amorphous blob that combines with other creatures in order to make even scarier things i'm gonna agree with that we'll see you next time bye everyone see you later thanks for tuning in to the elder scrolls Lorecast. Check out robotsradio.net for more podcasts just like this. And join us on the Robots Radio Discord. Be part of a community of over 5,000 people who are excited about video games and so much more. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play.